appreciate being home. Hallelujah. And uh, I appreciate it. There was a day, uh, Brother Danny was singing that song, and uh, I was concerned about trying to uh, have the things of this life. I wanted a better vehicle. I, I kind of wanted to keep up with everybody. But you know what? It don't matter today. Hallelujah. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and uh, the old car I have is an 04. And uh, 2004, and it's a, an old Buick. And uh, there was a day that I, I'd kind of, kind of worry about that, brother Danny. I wanted to be have a little better vehicle, but you know what? I'm satisfied with what I have today. Hallelujah! I'd rather have Him than anything in this life. Hallelujah! Amen. I really am not settled tonight on what I want to preach. The man of God asked me before the service, and I said, "Well, I'm not going to tell him no this time." Amen. Because I just preached last night that you need to be spiritually uh, helping the man of God. Amen. But I thought about this. I thought about one thing that I know for sure. Thursday I was preaching at a meeting and there was a drug addict that got saved Thursday night just a few nights ago. And I thought about that that could have been me and would have been me had it not been for the good grace of God that came by my way uh, and rescued me and saved me. Uh, and so one thing I do know for sure tonight, I wanna bless his holy name. Uh, thank God for saving me and changing my life. I'd be in hell tonight had it not been for the good grace of God. And thank God I'm glad I'm saved, saved, saved. Hallelujah. Amen. That's one thing that I know for sure. Amen. Hallelujah. I've been a thinking about that. I'm telling you what a wonderful thing to be saved by the good grace of God. I won't keep you long. First Corinthians chapter 9, trying to decide the will of God for tonight. But I thought about honestly, as the preacher was preaching. We, we really know what we're supposed to do. That's right. we, we really do. We, we know. Uh, Dad, is my glasses down there beside you? But Dad, is my glasses there? The, uh, we really know. It's bad when you get 50-some years old and you've got to have reading glasses. Amen. But we really know what we're supposed to do. We know we're supposed to worship. We really do. We, we know that we're supposed to work. Amen. Yes, we really do. And I was preaching yesterday morning on the tribulation period. And, and really, Brother David, I thought about, of course, the loss. I was preaching to them. But I thought about the judgment seat of Christ. That came real to me. Yes, that, that, that really came real to me. And, and as I go across the country... And the church is rocked asleep. They don't care. The average, the average church does not care. They, they really don't. And I, I want to believe, Brother Danny, that we're above the average here at the Bible Baptist Church. Thank God for the pastor we have. And that's part of the reason that we are above. Amen. Uh, you have a man of God who cares about worship. You see, a lot of churches I go to, they don't worship because the pastor don't really care about it. I mean, he don't really worship. Amen. Thank God we have a pastor that does like to worship God. And you know what? God does like it. Hallelujah. And he does deserve it. Amen. 
was reading uh, this morning in my, in my regular devotion and, and David even in Samuel he talked about he said uh, uh, beside thee there is none else uh, I know David had some times in his life he failed God but he always had a good word to say about God and he always blessed his name uh, and he always praised him uh, for being good to him amen I'm telling you if we did nothing else tonight we ought to lift up his name uh, and praise him because he's been good to us amen oh yes he has I'm telling you he has been good amen not only in the things that he does I uh, was with the preacher back in August was in a meeting together and he made a statement he's preaching on prayer and he said if God hasn't answered your prayer Brother Mike he said how come and I'd been praying God sell that camper and so I went back to the motel that night and I said, Lord, the preacher said that we ought to ask you why. How come you haven't sold that camper for me? I've been a praying about it. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, because you have made it about you. You have asked me to sell it because you don't want to be making a payment on it while it's sitting there. You've made it about you. He said, if you'll make it about me, that you want me to sell it for the kingdom of God's sake, uh, then we'll change things. You hear me? And you know what? Three days later, just three days later, the lady called me where I was having her to sell it for me. And Brother Lamar, she said, hey, I believe we got, we got a sale going on. And I said, hallelujah. You see, you know what? He wants everything to be about him. Nothing about you, amen. All the more we make it about him. Praise God, the better our life will be. The Lord taught me something. I thank God through that. Hey, maybe your prayer tonight is not being answered because you made it about you, amen. Amen. I haven't got started yet, have I? Amen. <laughs> I thought about the race. We, we know this passage of scripture tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 uh, through the chapter. I don't even know if I'm going to preach it tonight, but the, the fact of the matter is there's a race to be run. There's men that I love tonight, and they're out of the race. But David, I don't want that to happen to me. Never. I never, I never want to be, Brother Lamar, I never want to, I never want to get out in a mess and, and get out of the race. I want to guard myself. And, and when I get in those motels, I pray, oh God, help me to keep my mind pure and my heart right that I may finish the race. And I've got family going to hell tonight. And if they go to hell, I don't want them to go because of me and use me as an excuse. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, there's a race to run. You young preachers, I pray for you every day that God would help you to run a race. We've needed you more now than we ever have to stand up and be identified as a man of God and to labor and thank God stand for truth. Amen. Amen. You know there's three things about a, a race. Paul deals with a race. He deals with the ring here. I thought of the fact that somebody's watching. Always somebody's watching your life. Always somebody's watching you think that you live to yourself, but you don't. Paul said you don't. 
people watching our lives. I, I, I don't want to send anybody to hell. People, you know what? There's somebody always warning at, at a race or at the boxing ring. There's a referee or there's an umpire. There, there's somebody who gives out the rules. Thank God for the Holy Ghost who lives within us. Amen. Who gives us warning. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad sometimes that heart gets to beating fast. And he said, don't you think that. Don't you do that. Don't you, don't, don't you, don't you. I'm glad, Brother David, there's, I'm glad there's a Holy Ghost that says, calm down. You're getting mad. You're losing your patience. Keep your mouth shut. I'm glad there's somebody who lives inside of me that helps me. I thank God. You know what? I preach to them dope addicts on Thursday night. It's a rehab center that came to the church. and The church works with them directly. And I told them that, if they'd get saved, there's a Holy Ghost uh, that'd move inside of them that would help him. And the same Holy Ghost said to me while I was preaching, yeah, that's good for you too. He can help you overcome the things in your life as well. I tell you, thank God I'm glad that Jesus lives inside of you and in me. Uh, he can help us to overcome uh, the anger, the jealousy, the lust, or whatever's in our life, amen. Amen. Somebody warning. Then there's a witness. There's a judge. I thought about that. I thought about there's a judgment seat. Yes, sir. Brother Andrew, I've been preaching for just like Brother David, 34 years, going on 35. Been saved for 47. And, and I, man, I've worked at children's home making $150 a month. I, I, I've done things. I've, I've been busy about the kingdom of God. But Brother Anthony, I'm not one of those that can't wait to get there because I think I've done so much. Oh, no. I, 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 Brother Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be glad when it's all over with that we can really sing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound that saved an old wretch like me. Amen. Let me give you these three. three. We, we know the passage of Scripture. I'll give you this and we'll go to the house. Verse 24, there's a race to run. There's a slot. You got to get put in the race. You see, you don't just start running. You got to get saved. Saved, saved, saved. Preacher talked about being saved tonight. You got to be saved. I was preaching uh, down in Alabama. Uh, the pastor said, Brother Shelton, that I, I'm a missionary to Alabama. I preach at least uh, uh, 50 or 50% 50 of my meetings in Alabama. Anyway, I was preaching in Alabama. And uh, that Monday night, uh, two or three people got saved. And Thursday night, I preached again on salvation. And boy, I'm telling you, it's a real spirit of conviction. And that night, nobody moved. The preacher got up and he said, someone is going home lost tonight. Come back Friday night. I preached, didn't preach salvation, preached church. And a woman come just about is walking as fast as you come. She said, that's me, that's me. I went home last night, lost last night and I'm not slept all night long. She said, let me tell you what happened. She said, 25 years ago, my husband knelt and got saved. I knelt behind him, but I never asked Jesus to come in my heart and I've been trying to run a race without ever being put in. I want to get put in a race tonight and thank God you got to be saved to run a race. Amen. Amen. You got to be saved. I thought about, I know the preacher had been preaching through Revelation. I've been studying a little bit myself. And I thought about all the 
terror. That's what I preached on yesterday, the terror of the tribulation. Well, I'm glad I'm not going to hell and I'm not going to be here. Hallelujah. That ought to be enough on Thanksgiving morning and every day of your life to get up and thank God for. We won't have to go through that. Amen. But there's, there's a slot in the race. There's a set course. Can I say not only there's a place in the race, but there's a purpose in the race. You know what that is? He said, run that you may obtain. He said, thank God, run to win. We're, we're haphazardly running today. The churches, I, and I, I want to believe, and I do believe that this church is a little above the rest, and, and I'm sure Brother Sheldon's church is the same, and there's a few I preach in, but there's a lot of churches that people are just sitting there. And the, the preacher begs them to do and be in part and they don't, they don't go on visitation. Nobody goes on visitation. Nobody wants to help. God help us tonight. There's a purpose and the purpose ought to be that we ought to run to win. Praise God. I don't even like to lose if I'm playing marbles. Amen. I want to win. And Paul said we ought to run to win. You hear me? I'm not worried about the limelight tonight. I'm not worried about my name being on a marquee. But Thank God every day of my life I want to get up and run a race that might please him who chose me to be a soldier. I was going to hell, but thank God tonight I'm going to heaven and I want to run the purpose in my heart to run a race that he wants me to run. Amen. Amen. There's a purpose. Hallelujah. There's some pitfalls along the way. Every now and then, you're going to fall. Well, I've done it. I've blown a gasket every now and then. I fail him. You feel ashamed and dirty and bad and wrong. And you come to him. But Thad, you come crawling. You tell him how sorry you are, how wretched, how worthless, how wicked. But you tell him you're sorry. You tell him you, you wish I hadn't have done it. Amen. And help you not to do it again. You know what he does? But lad, he wraps some more arms around you. Yes. <laughs> he said, I forgive you. I love you just as much as I did when I saved you. Hallelujah. You know what's amazing is he puts up with us and he loves us beside uh, what we are. Amen, hallelujah. Hear me, uh, there'll, be, there'll be pitfalls along the way, but thank God, get back up, dust yourself off and keep marching on, amen and amen. I'm glad, thank God, God will forgive you, hallelujah. I failed him a, a once and twice and three times and 20 times and 100 times and I'm glad he's a God of second chance, third chance and fourth chance, amen. Amen. Pitfalls. But there's some pit stops along the way. Hallelujah. Times of refreshing. Of course, where we live, you know, them crazy. Who, who wants to ride a bicycle all the way from Chattanooga down to Georgia anyway? I don't understand all that. I don't know what to get out of that. And their, their course that they run is right there in front of my house. And uh, sometimes I want to let Joe drive the yard. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, the, the, other, the other day, or the last one that they had, I happened to be home. And, and I saw them as I was coming down the road. They were, they were, they were riding in bikes, and, and they were trying to get some refreshment. And they slowed down enough that they can grab that, 
bottle of water and keep it going. You know what I thought? I thought every now and then we got to slow down just a little bit. We don't quit, but we slow down just a little bit to get some refreshment. Brother David, to keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. I'm glad there's some refreshment along the way. There's not only a race, but of course he, he deals with the fact that there's a race to run, but he deals with the fact that there's a reward to get. You know what's amazing? He deals with, of course, the crown and control. But when I think about the crown, I think about how that it's his work. It's his word. He asks you to do it then gives you the power to do it, and then gives you the reward for doing it. When it's all him from the beginning to the end. <laughs> well, gravely, I'm not going to be one of them that's got a long list. And yet I do honor him, and I love him, and I'm trying to serve him. But I do want to get a crown or two that I may be able to lay at his feet and thank him for coming by my way. Amen. I ought to be in hell with my back broke. But thank God I'm not going to hell. And I want to be able to have a crown or two. I want to serve him, hallelujah, and give him a crown or two. Brother David, it isn't about me. It's never been about me and it never will be about me. It's about him, amen. And God help us to serve him to get a crown that we might lay at his feet, hallelujah. This is about the end of the year and it's time for reflection. And we ought to think about what we've done, what we've accomplished, amen. I thought, I preached yesterday and I was talking about how much we Give to the Lord compared to how much we spend on ourselves. I'm telling you, when you read about the famine and all the things that's going to happen, we, we ought to be ashamed of what we have that we throw away. He deals with the ring, verse 26, the boxing ring. He talks about a fight. He talks about staying focused, staying focused in the battle. You know what I see men do today? I see them fighting one another and they get out of focus. It's not about, you know what, I, I don't have time. You can go to certain camp meetings if you love a big fight. I got better things to do. Amen. I, I want to stay focused on the souls of men. My neighbors are on my heart. But gravely, I've got some people I haven't met yet. You got Miss Bertha who lives across the street and we've had sweet fellowship. Miss Teague lives on the left, Miss Fema on the right, but there's two or three over here and have been on my heart. I said, I'm going to get to be home for a few weeks and I'm going to go visit them. You pray that God help me to be a witness to them. I like to see people get born again. Hallelujah. There's a ring. And then lastly, he talked about ruin. He talked about being disapproved. But you know what he also said? He said, I keep under my body. You know what that means? That means to disable the flesh. It's also a boxing term. It's dealing with that if you ever watched a fight, Brother Laddie, you hit a man right here on that cheekbone and you split that flesh open and they can't get the bleeding to stop. Brother Lamar, they disqualify him. You see, that other man has won the fight. You know what Paul is saying, Brother David? He's saying every morning I get up, I disable my flesh that it does not control my life so that I do not have ruin in my life. Yes, sir. Me and the preacher that I was preaching for, 
on Thursday at the supper table. We were talking about men that we love that are out today. You know the thing about that is that we could be the next one. That we could be the next one. There's a race to run tonight. Are you even in the race? And if you are, how do you stack up at that judgment seat? Let's stand if you would please. Come play us a song. I bless his name tonight. I'm even in the race. I bless his name tonight. And I'm not going to hell. But I tell you, I've been doing inventory the last several weeks in my life. And I want to be more faithful. I want the preacher to be able to count on me. I want to be a spiritual asset to him and never a hindrance. Never a hindrance. If they play, let the Lord help you if you need to come talk to them tonight. Come talk to them about your race, your, your fight tonight. Come talk to them about your life. What about your work, your worship? As the man of God has preached. Could there be, could there be, no doubt, maybe somebody in our midst, I'm like the preacher, I believe someone needs to be born again. You've never been put in the race. Could it be tonight that you need to be honest with yourself and God and say, it's me, it's me, it's me, I'm going to hell. Would you let God save you tonight? All I know is I want to be able to lay a crown at his feet. let the Lord help us tonight we love you tonight church I thank God for my home church I thank God for you I know you pray for us we love you I believe this is one of the best we can always do better would you let the Lord help you let him help you tonight he wants to do that preacher's coming Let him help you.